Hey there, welcome to the Marketers Take Flight podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Diven, founder of Marketers Take Flight and the creator of the Proposal Pro course. I am obsessed with helping AEC marketers just like you put order back into the proposal process, create winning strategies, and build the confidence and courage to advance your career. Each week, I will be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews to fly through the proposal turbulence and have your career take off. So let's dive right in. Welcome to the Marketers Take Flight podcast show. I'm your host, Lindsay Divin, and I strive to provide you with the best tips and strategies to help you do your job as an AEC marketer more efficiently and effectively so you can focus on the marketing and proposal efforts to help grow your firm. Basically, I like to think of this show as everything you didn't learn in college when it comes to marketing for the AEC industry. And in this episode, I'm continuing my spring cleaning series. So far in the series, we have covered gathering and organizing project and resume information, as well as setting up a proposal closeout process. But none of those matter if you can't actually find this type of information in a timely manner. And that's exactly what I'm covering in today's episode, cleaning up your files and folders on your marketing drive. But before we get to my tips to organize your files, let's go back a little in time. This story begins with a wee young marketing coordinator in a long time, in a time long ago, 17 years ago, in fact, 17 years ago, I took over the marketing responsibilities for an engineering firm and was charged with organizing their approach to sales and marketing. Not only was I responsible for producing proposals, but also for what my boss at the time described as, quote unquote, the business of marketing. Now, neither him nor I knew exactly what, quote unquote, business of marketing specifically entailed. But I knew that the previous ways of how that marketing department operated was disordered at best. So when I started there, my first inclination was to review all of the collateral materials previously developed, the sales forecasts for the couple for the upcoming year as well. So I headed to their marketing drive, right? The marketing drive on their server um, for the first place to look. And it was in shambles. Folders weren't organized or logically labeled. So I could not only find, I could not only find anything I was looking for, but what I did find or could find was often outdated. Other managers who access the marketing drive for their own use in sales efforts also expressed their frustration and admitted that they often just kept their own versions of these files saved locally to their laptops. I knew this wasn't a good or sustainable practice to grow our office and enhance our firm's brand locally in our area. Also, a lot of time was wasted by these high salary, very highly billable managers just trying to get data and information. This led to my first step in organizing, quote unquote, the business of marketing. And this was a logical, organized marketing directory where files and the most recent information could be found quickly and easily. Managers and new employees can quickly find marketing material, resumes, et cetera, to respond promptly to their clients. You know, cue the magical fairy tale music here. 
So I did that at that firm. And then since then, I've brought this magical system to every other firm I've worked at since that time. And as a marketing professional, you know how important it is to keep your files and your folders organized. Not only does it help you stay on top of your work, but it also saves you time when you need to find specific files. So in today's episode, I'm going to be going over five tips and strategies to help you organize your marketing drive effectively. And if you stay until the end, I have another resource for you that will end your file frustration forever. Okay, ready to get started? Let's dive in with tip number one. Develop a consistent naming convention for your files and your folders. Developing a file and folder naming convention is important because it helps you easily identify what that file or that folder is about, maybe when it was created and who's it who it's for. This convention can be based on a, a, a combination of factors such as maybe the date, the client name, the project or proposal name, and type of content. For example, if you're working on a brochure for a new project for a client named ABC Corporation, you could use a naming convention such as, you know, the four-digit year, dash, two-digit month, dash, two-digit date, underscore, ABC Corporation, underscore, the name of the project, underscore, brochure. This makes it easy to identify the file and its purpose at a glance. So some best practices or rules I try to follow when I'm naming files and folders include the following. Good file names are essential to accessibility. So file names, as well as the folder structures, they need to make sense to to more than just who created it. A file name should be clear to everyone in your department in, you know, which the file was created and will be accessing the file. One file should be distinguishable from other files with similar subjects, as well as different versions of the same files. So here's some rules for naming. Rule number one, avoid using special characters in a file name. So these are your slashes, dashes, colons, um, asterisks, question marks, quotation marks, brackets, ampersands, you know, commas, periods, all those type of special characters. These characters are frequently used for specific tasks in this electronic environment of your servers. For example, a forward slash is used to identify folder levels in Microsoft Office products, while Mac operating systems use the colon. And then periods are used in front of file name extensions to denote different file formats, such as .jpeg, .doc. You know, and so using periods in your file name could result in just some errors or corrupt files. So rule number two, use underscores instead of periods or spaces in your file name. So as I just mentioned, periods already have a specific function in the file name, which is to tell the computer program the file name, where the file name extension begins. In addition, spaces like actual spaces are frequently translated into like an online or web environment to read um, percentage sign to zero, percentage sign 20. If you've downloaded a file from the internet with a space in it, you'll see those percentage sign 
to zero. So you just want to avoid spaces and periods. Spaces in the file names, these could cause broken links. Also, because you know, the operating systems like Microsoft Word and email clients like Microsoft Outlook, they recognize spaces as an opportunity to move um, like file names and folder names to another line. So just, I just try to avoid any spaces or periods um, in my file names. Rule number three, error on the side of brevity. Generally, up to 30 characters is a sufficient length to capture enough descriptive information for naming your record. Rule number four, the file name should include all necessary descriptive information independent on where it's stored. So let me give you a couple of examples so you can see what I mean. So an incorrect use might just be guide.doc right? What guide is that? Who is it for? When was it created? So instead, maybe it's the focus group underscore guide underscored V01 at doc. So that tells me it's the focus group guide and it's version one. Another maybe bad example would be eval matrix space revise dot XLS. Like an, it's an Excel document. That's like that you revised. What? Like what revision is this? So maybe it's, you know, eval matrix underscore V03 dot XLS. So we know that that's the third version and so on and so on. Um, I see a lot of like second draft, third draft, final, 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 <laughs> all that to clean up all your finals, go back and listen to the last podcast episode 110, where we talked about it specifically for proposal files, how to close those out and organize those. So rule number four, just to recap, the file name should be, should include all necessary descriptive information independent of where it's stored. Okay. Rule number five, to more easily manage drafts and revisions, include a version number on your documents. So I liked the easiest way to do this is just to do a lowercase v to represent the version number and then 010203. And then you can use as many of those as needed to a file and the main file name can stay the same. This is much more effective than other things like I see like draft, revise, updated, new, old, the end of a file name. My one exception to this is using the word final to indicate the final version of that document. This is the final thing submitted to the client, the final thing printed, the final thing for, that goes on the web. You know, this by adding just the word final at the end in all caps can be helpful to quickly identify the most accurate version of the document. That was rule number five, use version numbers. Rule number six, be consistent. The most important rule of file naming is to be consistent. So regardless of what you decide here, it is only effective you and your team follow the rules consistently. I would come up with a naming convention, share it with your team and train it. Train any new team member on that naming convention. So that was tip number one, develop a consistent naming convention for your files and folders. Okay, so tip number two, create folders based on categories. Creating folders based on categories helps you group related files together, making it easier to find them later. For instance, you can create folders for social media, 
email campaigns, website contents. Um, you can have a proposal folder, a resumes folder, you know, and so on and so on. Within these folders, then you can create subfolders that further organize the files. For example, within the social media folder, you could create subfolders for each social media platform like uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, etc. And a bonus tip for you here, let's label it tip 2.1. <laughs> In the past, I've started these category folders with the names of these category folders with numbers, often a three-digit number like 001, 002, et cetera, et cetera. And this allows them to be organized in the order that I want instead of alphabetically like Microsoft defaults the ordering too. In um, my End Your File Frustration Starter Kit, I provide you a sample marketing directory list that includes the common marketing categories so you can set up your folders that way. You can get your copy of this starter kit over on the show notes page at marketerstakeflight.com forward slash 111. Okay, so that was tip number two, you know, organize in your folders into categories. Tip number three, delete old or unnecessary files. As you continue to work on marketing campaigns and proposals, your marketing drive can quickly become cluttered with old or unnecessary files. This can make it difficult to find the files you need and slow down your entire workflow. That's why it's important to regularly delete old or unnecessary files from your marketing drive. Now, before you start deleting files, it's important to make sure that you have a backup of any important files or package, final, and PDF documents. Again, as I explained in episode 110, steal my two-step proposal closeout process last week's episode. By doing this, this ensures that you won't accidentally delete something you need. Once you've backed up the important your important files, you can then begin deleting unnecessary ones. And to do this, to start doing this, sort your files by date, delete any files that are no longer relevant or that are duplicates of other files, you could also delete any outdated marketing materials, such as flyers or brochures or resumes of people that no longer work here or projects that you don't want to talk about anymore. Um, and then finally get rid of any files that you haven't used in the last, I would say, you know, over three to five years ago. <laughs> um, these files are like likely taking up a valuable space on your drive and are unlikely to be needed in the future. What we would do is we would back up these files instead of like deleting them, we would back them up to external hard drives or way back in the day, we would burn them to DVDs. That way we could have access to them just in case somebody wanted to look at a proposal from six years ago. Um, we could go there and find it, but those files wouldn't be taking up space on our servers or getting in our way when we were looking for new information. By regularly deleting old or unnecessary files, you can keep your marketing drive organized and efficient. Not only will this make it easy, easy, easier for you to find the files you need, but it will also help you work more quickly and effectively. So that was tip number three, delete old or unnecessary files. Tip number four, review who has access to your marketing drive. You may want to review who has access to the marketing directory and the files within that directory. Will it just be you who will be working from this directory? Do you have other team members who assist? 
Um, another aspect of access is the literal access to the files. Is your marketing information private or sensitive? Do you want to protect this information and just limit to a limited number of people? Or are you comfortable with everyone having access? So you may want to take a few minutes to set up a security review process that includes establishing a clear access policy. So creating a policy that outlines who has access to the marketing drive and what their level, uh, their access level is. For example, some team members may have read-only access while others may have full editing access. Make sure on everyone understands this policy. So for example, if you have a master resumes folder or a master project sheet folder, let's say you don't have a CRM, so you put them in documents, maybe people have read-only access to that so they can see it, but only marketing has full rights because you don't want people going in and changing stuff accidentally, but you do want them to be able to search on it and review it. And then you want to consider limiting access to sensitive information. If you store sensitive information on your marketing drive, such as maybe some client data or financial information or pricing proposals, it's important to limit access to that information. Only give access to the team members who need it and make sure, you know, maybe the access is password protected. Regularly review this access. It's a good idea to regularly review this, who has access to the marketing drive and ensure it's up to date. If team members leave the firm or change roles at your firm, you know, the access level may need to be adjusted. So tip number four was review who has access to your marketing files and folders. Okay, tip number five, schedule regular cleanups. Scheduling regular cleanups of your marketing drive is an essential part of maintaining an organized and efficient marketing directory. By doing so, you can ensure that old and unnecessary necessary files are regularly, regularly removed and that your marketing drive remains clutter-free. The frequency of these cleanups may depend on the size of your marketing drive and the rate at which new files are being added. You could schedule cleanups once a month, once a quarter, or once a year, depending on your needs and your volume. Regularly cleaning up your marketing drive can help you stay on top of the organization, making it easier to find the files you need and improving your workflows. So during these cleanups, you can delete old or unnecessary files that are no longer relevant. This could include old versions of the files that are superseded by newer versions or outdated marketing materials that you're just no longer using. You could also archive old proposals that are no longer active, freeing up space on your drive. As you clean up your marketing drive, you can also ensure that everything is properly organized and that files are in their proper folders. This can help you find files more easily and making it easy and making it just your whole work process work more efficiently. So overall, scheduling regular cleanups for your marketing drive is an essential part of keeping it organized and efficient. By doing this, you can reduce clutter, save space, and ensure that you always have access to files that you need and that those files are up to date. So let me run through a few best practices when it comes to a regular marketing directory cleanups. First, hire a summer intern. If you listen to me at all, you know I love my summer interns. They help us get these types of initiatives completed 
while keeping them, um, while giving them valuable exposure and experience to our industry. Another best practice is to assign this initiative, this cleanup to a new marketing hire. If you have a new person joining your marketing team, chances are they want to be useful right away, but often they just don't know enough to be assigned to lead a marketing campaign or a proposal just yet. So assign them this type of task to help clean up the directory. And at the same time, while they're doing that, they're learning the file structure and a little bit about your marketing department. And then last best practice, make it a team event. Schedule a day for everyone on your team to clean up your marketing drive. Make it fun. Make it a party. I mean, who doesn't want, you can theme it even. Who doesn't love a good theme party? Okay, so let me recap these five tips to help organize your marketing drive. Those five tips were, number one, develop a consistent naming convention for your files and folder folders. Tip number two, create folders based on categories. Tip number three, delete old or unnecessary files. Tip number four, review who has access to your marketing uh, directory and files and folders and what level access they have. And tip number five, schedule regular cleanups of your marketing directory. By following these tips and strategies, you'll be able to keep your marketing drive organized and clutter-free, saving you time and just helping get through the day with a little less stress. And if you want some additional help to end your file frustration forever, check out my self-starter kit. This kit will walk you through the step-by-step process to finally organize your files so that you can save time and actually find what you're looking for. If you can... If you can, imagine a time where you have a logical, organized marketing directory where files and the most recent information can be found quickly and easily. Following these tips in this episode, along with my step-by-step process and templates in my End Your File Frustration Forever self-starter kit, you can stop imagining and live in that scenario now. So get the End Your File Frustration self-starter kit over on the show notes page, marketerstakeflight.com forward slash 111. Again, that's marketerstakeflight.com forward slash 111. And that's it for today's episode on organizing your marketing drive for spring cleaning. Thanks for tuning in to the Marketers Take Flight podcast. I'm Lindsay Divin, and I will see you in the next episode.